This is the Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast, where every day we work with students to help them excel through critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. An important part of the model of teaching that we use at Clayton Bradley Academy that's called highly effective teaching is the idea of absence of threat. We're going to take a couple of podcasts where we discuss the use of that idea where we try to reduce the level of threat that a kid might be experiencing in their brain so that they can get into the learning area or the frontal lobe of their brain. What better way to start that discussion than in kindergarten? We'd like to welcome to the podcast today Kayla Radner and Sarah Cunningham. They are our kindergarten team here at Clayton Bradley Academy, and we're glad to have you both on the podcast today. Thank you. We're excited to be here. We're honored that you're having us. And so... The, the interesting thing that happens with kindergarten, um, which we were just talking about a little bit before we started recording, was this idea that kindergarten is, is really the first step for a lot of, of students. Now, it's getting more and more common that kids start in preschool, and as availability slots kind of fill up for us, it's, it's preschool is one of those areas that puts you in, in the kindergarten slot as well. Um, as, as you're progressing, but you're going to end up with kids that might have come from our preschool, might have come from another preschool or, or even a Mommy's Day Out program or something like that, or have come from no preschool, which is also okay. Maybe they, they were home with a grandparent or home with a parent, um, and this is kind of their first go at, at what we call school. So one of the things that we are going to talk about today is called absence of threat, and absence of threat is part of the model that we use here of highly effective teaching that we know the we want the brain to feel like it's not in a threatening environment we want them to be able to learn and explore and experience what's around them so let's just start with what are some things kayla for you that that you know you do right from the beginning um, either before they ever come to the first day of school or even once they get here that first day that helps kids to kind of embrace that idea of like we're here to learn we're here to grow and not that like I'm not with mom and I would rather be home with mom right now absolutely so one of the things that I love that we do here at CBA is home visits and so we're very intentional about meeting all of our students in the summer and so what that looks like is we schedule a time and we visit them at their home and so that just allows them to be in their own comfortable environment when they're meeting us for the first time so that they feel safe and that just gives us a time to meet with them play with them learn a little bit about them and their family Um, so they're really just opening up to us and just we're starting to build that connection even before they enter our room so that when they do come to us on the first day they've seen our faces they've shown us their favorite toys we've met their dog and so we already have those connections that we can build off of right away and then sometimes we will do classroom visits maybe the night before school um, depending on scheduling and if that does happen then it would be a scavenger hunt around the room and they'll get to see their cubby and their name so they see I already have a spot here and in the morning when I come I don't have to be worried I know I have a place where I belong and they bring their little family pictures that they have and so we just really want them to feel like they are embraced and that they have a spot with us Um, especially those who have never been in school before you know they're they're not like okay this isn't scary you know I have I have a spot here and this is all going to be okay and if we don't do it beforehand we'll do it on the first day of school you know we'll still do that same scavenger hunt so that they can get acclimated and it's all about them just feeling 
included and safe. I think one of the fun things I always enjoy watching kindergarten do um, is trying to find those little paw prints all around school. Yes. And, and you know it's the first day of school um, as you're walking around and you're seeing all these little uh, bobcat paw prints uh, in various locations. Um, sometimes I'm, I'm going, wonder why that paw print is here. Like, what are they telling the kids is here? <laughs> you know, because I'm trying to figure out, like, why would this be an important stop on the way? But it's it's fun to, to see those crop up and, and know that there's some kind of activity happening in kindergarten. So, Sarah, why don't you chime in here? Whenever you guys are setting that up, what what is the purpose of the, you know, how do you do that? Like, I see the the little bobcat paw prints all over school, but what is, what's kind of the experience for the kid? So as Kayla mentioned, we have a classroom scavenger hunt, and that's just to show them their spot, their cubby, the bathroom, where they wash their hands, where their favorite center is going to be. Um, and then what you're talking about is actually the school scavenger hunt. So they feel comfortable when we're going to related arts. I know we work really hard to build a relationship with them before school begins through Ignite and the classroom visit if we can do it, and then also home visits but they're not actually getting to meet those related arts teachers. So that's just saying, hey, we, your teacher's gonna leave you here, but we will be back to get you. This is where you're gonna be. It's gonna be so much fun. It's gonna be a great experience, just so they are comfortable going there. We talk about it, and this year we actually did a Pete the Cat one, so they loved it, and they were looking everywhere around the school for Pete, and then <laughs> we got to follow it up with some books about Pete the Cat, so it was that's a lot of fun. That, that does sound like a lot of fun, and I'm sure those five-year-olds love the, the Pete the Cat uh, hunt. <laughs> yes. And those books are very popular books, too, right? Yes. So as you're getting kids, and, and obviously in kindergarten, you're going to have a lot of difference in learning. So you're going to have kids that maybe do come in, and they're already reading. Um, you might have kids that come in that already know how to write their name or kids that, that already know letters. And then in that same room, you're going to have kids that possibly don't know how to write their name or don't know all of their letters yet, you know, or all the sounds and that sort of thing. So how do you help a kid not feel like, oh, you know, my, my friend over here that I'm just now learning to get to know already knows how to do some of this and I don't like, oh, no, I, I'm, I'm dumb or I'm stupid or, or why don't I already know this? And maybe that's not even a thought that a five-year-old has. I don't know. But um, as you guys have kind of interacted with it on that level, what are things that you're doing to try to help them grow and, and learn that this is about you growing and not about what my partner can do or the person I'm sitting with at the table can do that I can't do? I, I think celebrating everyone's smarts, that's where that is a great place. So someone may come in already reading, but someone else might be very artistic and they're great at drawing. And so celebrating everyone's smarts. And, and then I know something I personally do is I'll make mistakes and let them know, like, this is a learning moment. Even adults make mistakes and they know it's okay to make mistakes because then we grow. And so I feel like doing that and showing them examples and things that aren't examples, they, they don't feel threatened. They're like, oh, everyone makes mistakes. It's okay to make a mistake. Yeah, and one thing that we included this year that I absolutely loved and my kids still talk about to this day, we did an activity on the power of yet and a growth mindset. So at the beginning of the year, I'm like, guys, this is our first week. Do you know how to read every word yet? No. Do we know how to count to 100 yet? No. And so the other day we were we were tapping out words and they're like, I can't read that yet. You know, That's so they're awesome. they're understanding 
we can't learn everything from the beginning and we're all at different levels and so I think our small group time is very important and just supporting them and meeting them where they are and I think they also kind of gather around each other in a community as well so if someone is strong and you know maybe spelling they'll help their friend so again it goes back to our community in our classroom and that support so that they don't feel threatened either with us or with one another and then again just instilling that growth mindset and the power of yet you know we are learning and this is a process and we're going to get there together yeah you know and another i think important part of that that you mentioned is that community piece because we've actually talked on the podcast many times that um, in especially the youngest of grades the most concerning part of school for a lot of those kids is does my teacher like me mm-hmm. you know like that's how they feel like they're comfortable and they're safe and and they have a place in the room as the kids progress we know that you know about middle school time it all of a sudden turns from does my teacher like me to do my peers like me I think some of the problem that happens sometimes in kindergarten is not necessarily that they don't care about those people around them. They don't even see those people around them sometimes. <laughs> and they're having to learn that like there's another person in their room or there's another person at my table or I really, I did just hit that person in the face. I didn't mean to hit that person in the face. I didn't even think they were there. I was just like swinging my arms. Um, and so how does, when you're doing community time and you're trying to instill that like there are other people here in the room and they have value and you're in the room and you have value and it's important for us to have that active listening it's important for us to grow as a community what are some things that you do to help kids feel safe in that to feel like hey i i can be part of this classroom and part of this discussion or part of this activity even if maybe i don't understand all of it or i don't get it right now yeah a lot um, most mornings we start with community circle and so that can look a variety of different ways but it is just getting them open and talking and really celebrating their differences the first half of the year our key concept is alike and different and so that's the best thing that we used to start at the beginning is we are all alike but we're also all different and we all bring something different to the table and so we'll have different um, topics every morning just to get them talking say oh well that's like this person or oh that's a little different from this person you know we see things differently or we like different things but that's okay and we can learn from it so I think having that time where they can get to know one each one another and um, share and celebrate how they are alike and different in that community circle time um, is really nice so I think that's something that we try to be really mindful of is to give them that time um, to get to know their peers and really be purposeful about building relationships within our class rather you know apart from just us and our students you know we want to foster that between them as well and I think that's an important part of you know depending on where you went to school and and for a parent listening here depending on the, the kindergarten they may have experienced that I know when I look back at my my kindergarten, you know, we we still had like the kitchen in the classroom and and you know, there was a lot of just playtime that took place in kindergarten. And not that it's still it, it's not important to play, but some of those things, I mean, we still had rest time, you know, when I was when I was in kindergarten and that's not really a thing anymore, right? So, um, when you guys are thinking about how you're setting up your classrooms and the, the activities that you're doing talking about this idea of we have a community circle where we all sit around and we talk about whatever may be important that day maybe what what are other things that you're talking about during that time with those kids because that's a little bit different when i when i was in school you know we'd start with maybe the pledge or whatever and then 
we would go into whatever the teacher was teaching that day. I, I don't remember necessarily a lot of like what you would consider to be a community circle time. It was we were there to do something or we were playing or, or that sort of thing. So to start the day with the community circle, Sarah, what does what does that look like and what are things you're trying to accomplish during that time? Well, as Kayla said, it's a lot about relationship building. One thing we do at the beginning of Community Circle is um, greet a neighbor, and they have fun greetings, so they can do like an air high five, or they can do a dance move to greet each other, and they love to do that, and they, they get to be silly, which they love. And then we also do choice, and um, like she said, like, do you like chick-fil-a is that your favorite food or is it mcdonald's and it's okay if you're different than your best friend and just teaching them that um some other things we do is like academic we'll do like missing number and have number talks and we fit some of our phonics into that time as well during community meeting it's really there's a lot of learning that takes place during our community meeting and i think that's it's a unique thing of if you walk into a classroom and you see a bunch of kids just sitting around and having a discussion of of the understanding that we're not just doing maybe even the soft skills sometimes we are just doing the soft skills but it's possibly that what possible that what we're talking about right now is related to a standard is related to something that they need to know or need to learn um, even as simple as like learning that there's a calendar, there's a day of the week, what, what is today's date or what is today on the calendar, we don't think about the fact that somebody has to teach that, right? <laughs> right. And so that's important. I know that, that you guys go over that, the agenda of the day, yes. letting kids know what, what to expect for today. This is the Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast, where every day we work to help students excel through critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. This has been part one of a conversation with the two kindergarten teachers, Kayla and Sarah, about the idea of absence of threat, the things that they do to help students be reducing their anxiety as they come into a classroom and hopefully start to develop a love of learning and habits that will carry them through graduation. If you'd like to know more about Clayton Bradley Academy, you can visit us on our website, www.claytonbradleyacademy.org, or you can connect with us through our social media sites at CBA STEM or at Clayton Bradley Academy. We would love to get to know more about you, and if you'd like to schedule a visit, you can do so through those sites. We hope that you have a great day.